Pour yourself a cup of joe and pull up a chair because this week, Science and Conspiracy talk shadow creatures over coffee. Over the years, I've seen many things that aren't easily explained, but I've seen them. I believe that I've seen them. I know I've seen them. Have you ever caught a glimpse of something out of the corner of your eye, only to look and find that nothing is there? What if there's something out there beyond what we can see? Something that lives in the shadows, and every so often, and for a brief moment, it steps out of the shadows and makes itself known. The story begins in Hamilton. And for those of you who don't know, Hamilton is about 30 minutes outside of Toronto. It's an old city with a rich history dating back 175 years. That's why I was excited when I found an apartment for rent in one of the city's oldest buildings. And it was one of those old three-story walk-ups and it had like a really open concept, thousand square foot uh, living space. And this was a huge improvement over my last place. However, the size didn't come without a price, which I soon discovered. After I moved in, it didn't take long for strange things to start to happen. Take for example, one night when I was asleep, something woke me up by pushing on my arm. When I opened my eyes, I saw a young girl standing at the foot of my bed. I immediately jumped out of bed, grabbed the closest thing I could find to use as a weapon, and said, Who's there? The rest, the rest of the space, space. nobody has an open concept. I turned on the lights and looked all around the apartment. Nothing was there. So I did what any sane person would do. I got the heck out of there, went to the Winchester, and waited for this whole thing to blow over. I was settling another time, a few days later. I was making dinner. I had candles burning on a bookcase close to the kitchen, and rocking out to music playing in the background. My kitchen was huge, but had very little counter space. I bought a wheelie cart to act as an island to give me more counter space. Along my back wall, I had a metal rack where I kept my pots and pans and other kitchen utensils. I was chopping something on the island, and it was so long ago I can't remember what exactly I was making, but I was making something and, then, and I was chopping. But then I remember I needed something off the rack that was behind me, so I turned around grabbed what I needed and then when I turned back there was a knife that wasn't there before and the knife was floating in the air and almost like it was like oh my god he caught me and then it fell to the ground and at the exact same time I had candles burning on my on this bookcase that was next to the kitchen and they were supposed to be dripless candles and I used them before and they seemed dripless. At the exact same time when the knife fell to the ground, the dripless candles blew out and instantly melted and dripped all over the bookcase. I was really freaked out. I didn't know what was happening. The only thing that I, I could do was I turned off the lights and headed to the pub. I know what you're going to say, you, you haven't mentioned one thing about shadow creatures. This isn't an episode about ghosts or poltergeists, but don't worry, I'm getting there. So over the next few months, similar poltergeist events kept happening. I, I heard noises at strange hours, things would move or completely disappear and then reappear someplace completely different. That little girl that I saw at the foot of my bed that one day, she kept uh, she kept popping up, and mostly she would walk from one end from one end of the apartment 
to the other and out onto the balcony. So get ready for this. One night, I was sitting in the living room when I saw the little girl out on the balcony. And since I'd seen her before on the balcony, it, was, it wasn't really a shock, but this night, it, it seemed different. She had this, when, when I was looking at her, she had this look on her face of pure terror. And then once I really looked at her for a second and saw this, this look on her face, she disappeared. And then suddenly I felt this cold shiver going down my back. The room seemed to get colder and I felt something was watching me, something that was pure evil. Then I, I turned around and I looked up into the corner of the room where I saw this thing looking, seemed to be looking right through me. It had, it, it was kind of humanoid, but not really. It had large glowing red eyes and, and I could see its hands and it kind of looked like it had claws. After a few seconds, it crawled back into the shadows and disappeared. Now, what the hell? This was one of the most creepiest things that I, that I had ever witnessed. At the time, I had never heard of shadow creatures or any, anything like this. So back in 2001, when this happened, Google wasn't what it is today. So you, you couldn't really just go and Google whatever you wanted and you get a million results. It was really limited back then. So I did what I could do and I did search for dark creatures living in the, the shadows and the corner of the room and glowing eyes and that sort of thing. And then I came across this one picture and I think it was from coast to coast AM and someone had sent in a drawing of this shadow creature. And that was the first time that I really heard that term before shadow creature, but it was exactly what I had seen in the corner of my room, which completely freaked me out even more. So after I saw it, I just sat in my chair and kind of stared at this image and like, oh my God, this is what I saw. So after I stared at this, this image on the screen for a while, I did some more digging because now I actually had a name for this thing. It was a shadow creature. And since I didn't, and since I've never heard of a shadow creature before, I really had to do some research and to try and figure out what exactly a shadow creature is. What is a shadow creature? What did I see lurking in the shadows that night? Well, some people call them shadow creatures. Other people refer to them as shadow people. However, they seem to be two completely different things the, the deeper I got. So shadow creatures are these nebulous shadows with glowing eyes, sometimes with a tail, claws. They would often appear in people's rooms and jump on their chests to try to suffocate them. So shadow people, on the other hand, are often more humanoid looking. They don't have a face, they're wearing a hat, and they're very tall and slender. 
So I think this is partly where the idea of Slenderman kind of started and, and got its origins, is from these shadow people. So throughout history, every religion or culture has these stories of shadowy entities, spiritual creatures originating from the underworld. They're often referred to as demonic creatures that inhabit the shadows and prey on the unsuspecting. So science, what do you think of that? Well, of course, I do think that there are not one, but rather several scientific explanations, all of which are quite logical. What are they? Um, well, I mean, the most, the most likely one mm -hmm. is um, a phenomenon called um, pareidolia. What the heck is pareidolia? Pareidolia is the tendency for you to like perceive meaningful things on nebulous, like mundane stimuli. Mm -hmm. So essentially like seeing a face on the moon. Okay. Right? There's no actual face on the moon. Right. But we see it. Mm -hmm. we, we perceive that. So for whatever reason, that could be, you know, the, the simplest uh, explanation. Humans are kind of wired cognitively to do that sometimes. To look for patterns that aren't there? Well, I mean, kind of. Um, some people are more wired that way than others, right? It's, uh, it's a cognitive processing mm -hmm. um, issue. And um, especially people who have more vivid imaginations, such as yourself, who is an artist, um, you know, so you're going to see things that um, maybe other people might not normally observe or imagine. Well, that, that kind of makes sense for stationary objects, like the, the face on the moon. It's not animated. It's not moving. But how do you explain something that is moving, like the shadow creature that I saw, that I believe that I saw, crawling back into the, to the corner and into the shadows? Um, well, so actually, that cognitive phenomenon mm -hmm. actually also applies to moving objects. Um, the most common example of um, pareidolia is cloud formations. Clouds are moving. Mm -hmm. We see bunnies, and then they change into dragons, and you know we see things even whilst in movement. So uh, definitely, that's because we're able to. Um, there's a cognitive term for kind of filling in the blanks and mm -hmm. and filling in what's there or what's not there rather okay filling in what's not there mm -hmm. and so you might catch a corner of something out of the corner of your eye and your mind constructs the rest of that image in your mind's eye to make it look like a face okay but how do you explain some of the other phenomenon that happened in my my apartments like the the knife just hovering in the kitchen and dropping okay in front of me okay okay fair enough now but are we talking are we talking ghost stories right now or are we talking the shadow creatures because those are technically although they could be explained by similar phenomenon mm -hmm. those are really dives into i think distinct mm -hmm. concrete entities or I think where, where we're going with this is that the shadow creatures are a, a part of the same phenomenon. Yeah, okay, so um, Paradelia, 
or Dulia, however you say it, um, some skeptics um, of ghosts as well also do attribute um, the the vision of ghosts. So it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the um, nefarious evil entities that the shadow creatures ninety nine percent of the time those are. It could be ghosts, which are often also witnessed as helpful images. Um, Pareidolia or Pareidolia is also referenced by skeptics as describing that phenomenon as well. But again, neither of those address things moving, Mm -hmm. which is really getting into um, the the other phenomenon. Right, the poltergeists and that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. Let's take a short break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the other entities that I saw in my apartment. Welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. We were just about to get into some of the other weird and crazy stuff that I saw in my apartment. And these stories are probably good for another podcast on ghosts and poltergeists and that sort of thing. But I really, truly believe that there was a a number of entities living in my apartment, or I guess not really living because they're ghosts or poltergeists and shadow creatures and that sort of thing. But I really think that, that there was something else there with me. Okay, well, that's another story, maybe. Because um, you're like, you're putting a lot of um, attribution to the various entities um, through your imagination. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> through my imagination, stuff happened. <laughs> I saw it happen. I watched it happen. Don't tell me it didn't happen. Um, but there, I, I think. Well, for me, I believe that they're all part of the same, the same phenomenon. And this evil entity um, followed me from another location. Okay, let me ask you a question mm-hmm. or a series of questions. Okay. How's your sleep? What sleep? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the quality, would you say the quality of your sleep isn't very good? Yes. Even back then? Even back then. Okay. Um, are you a daydreamer? I don't think so. What about like for like dreaming up our artsy projects and um, entrepreneurial schemes, for example? Well, those are different. I know. Well, it's not necessarily the same. There's there's positive constructive daydreaming. So mm-hmm. I, I don't lose consciousness. I don't no, um, no, I'm not lose time that. or no. any, anything like that. No, but you're kind of a daydreamer i know you (laughs) right i don't know i'm just saying Mm -hmm. um do you suffer from depression and anxiety absolutely absolutely i do (laughs) and would you consider yourself under a great deal of stress yes and so were all of those true back then as well my whole life okay and then have you always believed in the paranormal Yes. So guess what? Everything I just listed off mm-hmm. correlates really strongly. And mm-hmm. I know correlation is not causation. So don't at me because <laughs> I'm a scientist. However, all of those correlate really strongly with sleep paralysis. Dun, dun, dun. I knew you were going to go to sleep paralysis. Yes. 
Scientists okay. love to throw around sleep paralysis when they talk about extraterrestrials, abduction cases, um, and other sort of paranormal phenomenon. So for those of you who don't know what sleep paralysis is, well, it actually is a lot of what it sounds like. There's a temporary period of being unable to move, perform voluntary movements, and it's usually at the onset of sleep or immediately upon waking from sleep. So there's a lot of science as to what goes on during sleep paralysis and why it's happening, whether it's part of REM sleep or non-REM sleep. Um, the, the science is showing that it's mostly during REM sleep. So it's not to be confused with night terrors. That's non-REM sleep. That's when kids or people on TV wake up screaming and you can't get through to them at the moment that they're screaming and they're thrashing about. This is the opposite of that. Okay, so this is paralysis of voluntary movements upon falling asleep at the sleep onset or right upon waking. So right before or after sleep. But obviously something's messed up because it has to do a little bit with REM sleep and REM sleep doesn't come until later. So people who have a lot of sleep dysfunction, <clears throat> Bob, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, some people, some people struggle with this and there are a lot of correlates with, um, with sleep paralysis. So, so one of the things that is discussed um, in the scientific literature is that people who do have sleep paralysis do suffer from these types of hallucinations. So, you know, what we talked about, there's, there's a bunch of different types of hallucinations, actually, that occur during sleep paralysis. Did you know that there's different types of hallucinations? No, I don't. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm here to elucidate. So... The ones that they have noted um, typically occur, there's like three categories that kind of occur during sleep paralysis. So there's, there's like the vestibular motor ones where you think you're having an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. There are ones that are called incubus. All right. So um, it's like somebody who's trying to, it's an incubus, someone who's, who's trying to kill you. So they're like putting pressure on your chest. You feel like you're suffocating, you're in physical pain. And then there are the, what they just call intruder hallucinations. And that would be, you know, that sense of that evil presence and the, the presence of an intruder that's coming to get you, but without the physical symptoms that are with the, the incubus one. And so, I mean, these are actually really common with people who have sleep paralysis. But what causes the sleep paralysis? Um, it's actually not well understood. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot we still don't know about sleep. Um, but, you know, certainly those um, indicators with people who have sleep disorders, um, anxiety, depression, there's so much we don't know about the brain. Um, it's not far-fetched to believe that it is something that is going on just like within the self, within the brain. 
but then it's equally as plausible that they are that sleep that sleep paralysis is being caused by something external like a shadow creature no no um so okay so one of the theories one of the theories is that um people who do have sleep paralysis and all these other con um concomitant morbidity and um illnesses such as the the depression anxiety something that a lot of of these people actually have in common is sleep apnea sleep apnea bob (laughs) so (laughs) relapses in um in breathing but i don't think i had sleep apnea way back then oh okay well um people who drink a lot sometimes (laughs) pass out and fall asleep and then wake up kind (gasps) of right Uh uh-huh uh-huh well i i know about the the drinking part (laughs) so people who have sleep apnea um people whose circadian rhythms are off Mm -hmm. um and of course people who have other mental illnesses mental disorders so there's something off with your serotonin your dopamine um that is getting or that is presenting manifesting in the these images but that still doesn't explain a lot of people's accounts when um, things are moving within the house um, in the room um, they, okay, I, but I, now you're talking you're talking ghosts no but they're they're all part of the same family of, of poltergeisty things okay well there's actually <laughs> there's a psychosis test that you could take um, where the questions ask you do you see ghosts do you see shadows do you see strange things that bother you does it happen often are you really sure that no one else is seeing it if you see things that are hard to explain that are weird you might be struggling with the early signs of psychosis but how do you explain some of the pictures and the video that are out there of these weird shadowy figures um moving across the manipulation but what if it isn't? Um, it's more likely <laughs> that they're psychotic. Really. And in fact, um, if we're talking, you know, DSM-5, DSM criteria, um, diagnostic um, and statistical material or manual, sorry. Um, the DSM is like the, the book for defining characteristics of psychiatric illnesses and it actually goes into asking questions about um visual um even olfactory smells you know um somatics feelings right illusions such as seeing a shadow as an attacker and guess what's in there pareidolic instances such as seeing faces in clouds so all these things tie in together when they're trying to 
determine whether somebody has psychotic episodes. Okay, so... It's called schizophrenia. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come to it, but you didn't come to it. It's called no, schizophrenia. No, because, because there's something else going on there other than a, a mental illness. There's okay. not, and you're like, you're throwing this at me, mm-hmm. and, you know, I I didn't know I was going to have to be... <laughs> I didn't know I was going to have to be defending myself against knives floating. But even so, um, there's usually an explanation for that, and it's that you're hallucinating. Okay, so let's just back up a tiny bit here, okay? The day after that I saw the shadow creature crawling back into the shadows in the corner of my apartment... I went on Google or whatever search engine there was way back then and I started searching and I didn't even know about shadow creatures before before that before this time I've never I never heard of it I never saw them I didn't know anything about them so I didn't even really know how to search for for this so I was just typing in things and then I came across on coast to coast AM um, a, a picture, um, they did an episode of way back on shadow creatures, and they had a, a drawing of of one that someone had sent in, and it was exactly the same thing that I saw. And I had never seen, heard, or anything. It was a new term to, for me, uh, a shadow creature. And this image that was there on the screen was the thing that I saw in my apartment. Um, yeah, well, you're, I know you're a pretty hardcore consumer of the news. So I wouldn't be surprised if you had seen something or um, you had seen it on TV. I mean, you watch the X-Files. Um, I don't really think that it hadn't been buried in your subconscious somewhere honestly but, but this was back in 2000 2001 time frame yeah so the x-files had already been on tv no the x-files had, had been on tv and this wasn't something from the x-files and the images and the the internet isn't where it is today that you can just go and search up anything and images and all that kind of stuff pop right up the internet the internet itself was just getting going and becoming mainstream so a lot of these searches and the content that was on there i wasn't even searching for or i didn't even know that you could search for stuff for certain things online um and like i said it was back in 2001 yeah i know so you saw the x files the suggestion got implanted and because you have um, a very active imagination, plus lack of sleep, um, anxiety, depression, lots of stress, um, and uh, a bent towards the paranormal, um, you know, after a night of drinking, you probably... I don't think I was drinking that night. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. I, there, there was a fair bit of drinking during that time, but I, don't, I didn't drink every night. No, no. Okay. Well, well, still, I mean, you must have just had some dopamine imbalance. That's, that's what it is. That's what schizophrenia is. And that's what um, hallucinations and delusions run on. They run on dopamine. 
Science. Science. It still doesn't explain all the things that that happened in my apartment, all kind of culminating into this shadow creature event um, that night. But so here's the thing. You're as much as admitting that um, they all culminated in this event being created because you're saying that all the other episodes happened before. Mm-hmm. Oh, and stuff happened afterwards too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But this but, was a, a, a big thing. Uh-huh. But if stuff happened before mm-hmm. and you're already freaked out, then the suggestion had already been implanted. Okay, so you can tell that to the little ghost girl that ran from my kitchen <laughs> into the balcony, stared at me, had a look of horror on her face, and then that's when I turned around and saw the shadow creature. And this little girl had woken me up a few times. Well, I mean, I wasn't there. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. I'm just telling you the scientific explanation because, folks, that's what we do here. We're science versus conspiracy. So, you know, those are the scientific explanations. Um, it's fairly highly, you know, maybe you were suggestible for whatever reason. Um, maybe your dopamine was off. Maybe it was alcohol. Maybe it was stress and anxiety. Maybe it was a horror movie. Maybe it was a ghost. Maybe, maybe it was a ghost. Maybe it was a shadow creature. And maybe it was. Maybe it was. I wasn't there. I can't confirm or deny. Unfortunately, I was alone at the time. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Well, folks, what do you think? Do you think it's possible? I think it's definitely possible. And we'll do another episode of some of the other strange things that went on in my apartment, ghost-related yeah, I mean, you know, ghosts, ghosts, and everything—it's all—it's all pretty intensely um, intertwined, really. Um, but you know, I still got to say, without going too much into a, a deep dive into into your history, um, just remember that people who have, you know, mental illness concerns. Oh, and here's another fact, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep paralysis, depression, um, these type of dissociative illnesses like schizophrenia, and guess what else? PTSD. People who have PTSD and panic disorders also are more likely to have sleep paralysis. Panic, yes, but no PTSD. Well, not for you, but I'm, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, some other people. Yeah, I you have know. A PSD. .psd files, but I don't have. <laughs> oh, that's such a bad joke. <laughs> and that's why you keep coming back to us, folks, for the <laughs> cheesy jokes. Um, but certainly, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, again, correlations um, and shared incidences and statistics. But again, correlation does not mean causation. And I, I can't, I can't refute it. I can't. Okay, so mental illness can be attributed to a lot of these sightings, but there's still a fraction that is unca- that that you can't be categorized or easily discerned what it is. That's still an unknown phenomenon. Yeah, and you know, like 
it's great that you're able to to see that side of it just as I'm able to to see the other side that you know I I can't refute it you know I wasn't there I don't know for sure that it doesn't exist and um you know that's going to be a common theme that you folks will keep hearing like I can talk about the scientific plausibility of things but just because it may or may not be scientifically plausible doesn't mean it doesn't actually happen um, there's so much about science that we don't know exactly and you know like we've talked about before too like we would be absolutely foolish to think that we're the only ones in the universe um, why would we why would we be so arrogant and small-minded right so there's a lot of things out there that we don't know so maybe maybe it was maybe it was a shadow creature and maybe that little girl was running in terror from it and you're just lucky you got away i'm i'm glad i'm glad you're here uh, <laughs> i'm convinced that that's what i saw um and i i saw a number of strange things in that apartment that we'll again we'll get into in other episodes um, but i'm convinced that that's that's what happened and you know really the story is actually pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> i like a good ghost story so hey i'm i'm here for it all right, so let's leave it there for this week. Join us next week when we'll be talking about spontaneous human combustion. Ooh, cool. No, hot. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cheesy joke. If you like the episode, don't forget to subscribe. You can download us on any of the major podcasting platforms. This week's episode of Science vs. Conspiracy Over Coffee was produced by Lethologica. Writing and research was done by Bob Homer and Jennifer Timer. See you next week, and remember, being paranoid is smart. Bye. <laughs>